0: Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? It is Tuesday, May 1st, 2012, or 2012, or whatever we like to call it. And this is episode number 76 of Timberwolves Explosion, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. Well, we're back. Yeah, it's been a little while, but... uh, Paladino, Joey, and Marcus, the forecaster, are in studio once again, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, kind of like a rare time of year that we do one of these. Uh, This is not state of the Timberwolves. This is kind of uh, more of a playoff preview, playoff review, you know, type of deal, early first round situation. So this is kind of a unique situation, and we're very excited to be here today. Uh, And of course, Wolves Nuggets and stuff. Uh, Lots and lots of Wolves Nuggets. (laughs) Lots of information. Um, but yeah state of the timberwolves twenty twelve will be the next show that'll air in a little while, depending on what goes on but uh usually that airs in june uh who who knows maybe we'll come behind the mic again if need be before then we'll see what happens but great to have Marcus the Forecaster back in studio again, scooby back again absolutely yeah, <laughs> gotta love that so today, yes, sir, playoffs of course, uh a little briefly, yep, yeah, we got the Brooklyn Mets new logo, oh goody, we'll briefly talk about that um, all kinds of stuff going on you got the Rondo the Rondo bump, you got the Clippers making a great comeback, it's been an interesting playoff so far, early start, and of course well, we start with a very big topic because well cool, what, what team did we both pick to win the NBA title back in October, do you remember? or yeah. excuse me December. Go ahead. I picked the, the Bulls. I I did, too. I did, too. Um, I guess we can't stick with that, can we? No. Interior cruciate ligament, or ACL, of course. Derek Rose, a ferocious player attacking the basket. Kind of a double, I don't even know how, how you how you describe it, but it's the, the way, you know, you drive to the basket, obviously you go off, the, jump fiercely to the basket, and he tore his ACL doing it somehow. I i don't know, I, I feel for both fans. Yeah, with his speed and the way he stops.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it was just bound to happen.
0: I Yeah, and you, you kind of, it kind of is that way, isn't it? He. I, hopefully he doesn't have to alt, uh, change his style too much, but this kind of thing does seem to happen with certain players. Just uh, shucks Francisco Liriano of the Twins with his ferocious delivery on his pitches. He had Tommy John surgery, which is like an elbows version of an ACL injury, basically for a pitcher. Uh, you had Blake Griffin tear his ACL in a preseason game a few years ago, with his ferocious uh, style to the basket. It's it's unfortunate. I mean, man, could you imagine being a Bulls fan right uh, at the yeah. time, or or Chicago Bull? You're the game one, you're the number one seed in the entire league, and he's injured right away. <laughs> They're winning the game, too. but Mm. Source of debate, too. A lot of people saying, should Thibodeau have had him in the game? Should he not have?
1: Yeah, mm -hmm. I I don't think he should have been back so early.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was kind of a... They were... I mean, the game was pretty much out of hand. I guess the excuse was, or the talkers are, seems like... They want to. Bel- they want to say that. Well, you got to make sure the Sixers don't come back because they were making a slight comeback at the time. But uh, I'm kind of neutral on it. So, you, so you're leaning more of he probably shouldn't have been in the game. Yeah, he shouldn't have been. It's probably not worth it, especially you know they, they were going to win, and they're definitely going to win the series, or were going to win the series. Excuse me. <laughs> Tonight's game makes you wonder. Yeah, it's a. So we're gonna have a new prediction for the championship, but not quite yet. We're gonna talk more playoff stuff first, because um, we gotta we gotta think over who we're gonna pick now. Yeah, we gotta we gotta think it over while we're discussing, mm. <laughs> right? No, it's one of those deals. Um, mm. So, uh, man, how would you feel if you were a Bulls fan right now?
1: I mean, with Rubio, I, I know how it feels. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, with Rubio, we do know how it feels. It changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Everything. I mean, it's like it all went up in smoke within a second. There he is, you know, involved late in a game. Obviously, the Wolves needed Rubio in in that case because I was like, oh, they were like tied with the Lakers at the time. But Rose, a little bit different situation. I guess the whole thing is, yeah, they were trying to stomp on the Sixers' throat, so leave Rose in for the time being to put it away. But unfortunately, Accidents happen as they say. Mm. It was like uh it was devastating for Bulls fans. So we could we can we can relate. We can relate. Yeah we can. <laughs> uh, so now we have uh, if there's anything else you want to say about the Bulls at this point or Um No. No <laughs> No, I feel yep.
1: for him. I feel for the fans. I mean, I definitely know what it feels like seeing your star player go down.
0: Yeah, it it sucks. I mean, everything is just gone, just like that. It's just instantaneous. Like, all your hopes and dreams, for at least for one year, are gone. Chicago back-to-back season's number one record in the regular season, no title. Unfortunately. So now, uh, Rajan Rondo, that's kind of a debated topic, how uh, you know, getting a little frustrated with a he wanted a jump ball called. They uh, awarded the Hawks with the ball. It was on a late play in a fairly close game that the Celtics were, well, getting crushed by early on, <laughs> letting the Hawks shoot right over them. And then all of a sudden, Rondo's frustration boils over. Looked to, appears to have tripped on, I ble- I forget if it was Pierce or whoever it was, foot. And it, it, it looked like Rondo wanted to keep his momentum towards the ref but at the same time the debate is did he trip or did he intentionally bump him
1: it it looked like he tripped if you look at it from the uh, top top view mm-hmm. if you see from above it, you, can, you can clearly see that he tripped his foot you know hit the rest He like he tried to catch himself mm-hmm. but at the same time if you look at it at, from the side Kind of looks like he stuck his chest out just a little bit. Yeah. Was kind of like, well, I'm leaning, I'm going forward into you anyway, so give me, <laughs> let me give you a little extra, you know, a little extra oomph. Yeah.
0: It's like it's almost like so in a way. It's almost like both, like it was not intentional and maybe a teeny tiny yeah. bit.
1: He's like, well, I'm going into you anyway, so he, you know. <laughs> the, <laughs> that was kind of funny. I think it, it was. So I don't think it was. It, it'll be worse if it was. He had intentions to, to chest bump him in the first place. And just, like, yeah, yep, was through like you, you know. It was an accident, and he was like, oh, well, might as well get a
0: little, you know. Mm-hmm. A <laughs> little bit of momentum into the rap." So it's like, yeah, in the end, they, they suspend him for a game. It's, the funny part is, though, see, it's like, yeah, the Celtics lose the game with Rondo with his 11 assists, like he always seems to get these days. He's Mr. Assist Man when it comes to, yeah, he, he's the best passer. He, him and him, Nash, and Rubio are the top assist guys in basketball, probably, along with Chris Paul. Um, they lose that game, a very ugly, just crushing defeat at the hands of the Hawks. I mean, each team couldn't break with a 20-point mark in, like, every quarter except the first, where the Hawks got, like, 34 in the first quarter, and the rest of the game, it was, like, 13, 16-ish for, like, everybody, both team, Boston and Atlanta, in that game. Um, but now here they come. It's <laughs> so then the, the Hawks, or Celtics lose that game, yet Game 2, the Hawks win, which was hilarious. No rondo, and the Hawks win. No idea what to think of that. Quite classic. Well, just so, yeah, the, <laughs> the Celtics won. Yep, The Celtics able to win Game 2. The Hawks win Game 1. The Celtics win Game 2. 87-80, a very strong strong, uh, solid game by Boston. They didn't really kick butt, but they got the job done. That's pretty much where things stand there. So, uh, there's nothing else to talk about. The Rondo Bump Uh, forecaster with some good comments there. Good, strong comments. (laughs) Classic thoughts there. Uh, You got Dallas and Denver. Two teams that just cannot seem to finish Denver tonight against the Lakers. Frustrating. We'll get to that shortly. Dallas the other night, last night. um, I have no idea what the heck Dallas's problem was. I mean, they could not finish. Dirk Nowitzki missing wide open the three. Uh, Jason Terry forcing up threes way too quickly in the shot clock. Of course, Russell Westbrook with his usual uh, ball hogging style, keep keeping Dallas in the game despite one miss after another. So Dallas was getting stops by default because <laughs> Westbrook was refusing to pass or even really take his time. He just wanted to keep shooting, shooting, shooting no matter what because that's the Westbrook way. And then you get Dirk Nowitzki missing wide open threes. Um, He missed a very close teardrop type shot. I just, I couldn't believe it. I've never seen Dirk Nowitzki miss that many shots late in the game. I was a bit disappointed. Denver Nuggets kind of with a similar situation tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. Not the most exciting game you've ever seen. if you're a Denver Nuggets fan yet. I mean, it was fun to watch, watching Denver come back, but it seemed like the whole game, you kind of knew who was going to win. It was going to be the gold, the purple and gold of L.A. It's just the same old crap over and over again every single year. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, Denver in general, just um, not looking like a winning team the way they played tonight.
1: Yeah, they look like, they, uh, like the Wolves. I, I don't think they're going to win this. They're not winning this.
0: The no. only thing you take from it
1: is uh, experience with uh, uh, Javell and
0: Fareed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of rookies or second-year guy, I think. And ja- no, javell has been around a little bit, but not very long. Yeah,
1: they're, they're looking pretty good. I'm, I think Javel will, uh, will uh, grow uh, with a better coach. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, under that, Carl, yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> under Carl. And the, last, the last play, I don't know what happened, but it really looked like there has no way too, mu- too much passing at the end there.
0: Yeah, what were they doing? I mean, Denver had about 10 seconds left in the game. Uh, you're down by four. You're not yeah. down by, like, ten here or down by one. You know, you're down by one, maybe you're trying to get the right shot off. Yeah. But they're taking forever. They're letting the Lakers clog the middle. They won't shoot open three-point attempts. Yeah, or just
1: shoot it. Or if not, if you're going in,
0: <laughs> try to draw a foul.
1: Because if, if you're passing the ball so much, you know, you're just to run the clock out.
0: It didn't make any, yeah, it didn't make any sense of what they were doing. I'm sure George Carl wasn't too happy. In fact, he really didn't look happy, did he? No, he didn't. And by the <laughs> time,
1: you know, Free did, did get the tip in at the end, but you too know, was one second left.
0: Yeah, it was way too little, too late, and it's just one of those same old deals where you just kind of knew the whole game who was going to win, even though yeah. even though Denver probably deserved. Uh, it's just I think they could have won, but just yeah, with that,
1: that, yeah. Uh, the 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 uh, the rebound that was lost.
0: Ah, uh, there was a yeah. I mean, like uh, Kobe Bryant missing a a long two, and I don't know if, uh, yeah, it's it was for Reed. Yep. Yeah, Fareed. You too. got it. yep. Yeah, Fareed was tipping it. He looked like he almost had it, was going to have a breakaway, and then yeah. it just uh, was It Sessions, recovered the ball again, and, and that was that was, that was it. That was it. I mean, you could just tell that was it. That was opportunity of a lifetime for Denver. Or not a lifetime, but for, of a season yeah. <laughs> for Denver. And that was about it. Um, yeah, I mean, the Denver's clearly a team on the rise. There's no doubt, but L.A. just, uh, they're still L.A. And Bynum and Gasol every. Definitely been, uh, have definitely helped rejuvenate uh, what looked like that might have been, uh, I wouldn't call it a lost season, but a season to nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Basically is what it looked like earlier in the year. Bynum's having a just insane season. He had about 30 tonight. Just a crazy run for Bynum of late, and he didn't get hurt this year.
1: Yeah. Andrew, first B-
0: time. Andrew Bynum, for the first time, enters the playoffs without getting hurt. Isn't that nice? Well, no, I hate the Lakers, so... (laughs) Speaking of teams in Los Angeles, as we'll conclude the Denver-Dallas for the time being, yeah, the L.A. Clippers were getting manhandled, and I mean just destroyed by the Memphis Grizzlies, as I was predicting, going into the series. From the get-go, Memphis pounding the heck out of the Clippers... Outscoring him was at thirty-five to like thirteen in the first quarter, and they kind of flatlined the rest of the w- rest of the way. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, I mean it was one of those games. Yeah, I turned it off for a little while because why watch something like that? It's pointless. And then all of a sudden, well, Clippers are within fifteen. Clippers are within ten, or nine, I should say. And then Young hits a three-pointer. Uh, the Clippers are within six. What the hell's going on? Oh, another miss by Memphis, because they were all of a sudden not... They They just ran cold as ice, and the Clippers were just casually scoring. And then all of a sudden, Young hits another three. It's a three-point game. Lionel Holland's calling for time, basically saying, like, um, what the hell is this? What? Why are we all of a sudden within three here? <laughs> And Memphis basically, after that, giving up bad, giving up points to the Reggie likes of Reggie Evans and such, crazy stuff. Next thing you know, you have uh, Rudy Gay <laughs> being guarded by Chris Paul because of some type of defensive mistake. That's the last point that Memphis would score in the game, and the Clippers finish a twenty-seven point comeback, defeating. The Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, that is a shocker. I think both of us easily, easily had Memphis crushing the Clippers in this series, right? <laughs>
1: well, I think uh, Chris Paul's flops has something to do with
0: it. Yeah, Chris Paul's flops were all over the place. Like, flop city, right?
1: Yeah, that's what the, that's what they are. Flop city.
0: It's not lob city. It's flop it's city. Not, it's flop city. It's flop city. Don't you love flop city? I'll tell you, the only
1: thing that the Clippers need is for uh, Blake to master Chris Paul's Tornado Flop. If you... <laughs> if you haven't seen it, just check it on YouTube, Chris Paul's Tornado Flop.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it's brilliant.
0: It's something you gotta check out, guys. Go on YouTube, type in Tornado Flop, Chris Paul Flop. Check it out. There's some good stuff on YouTube. There, there always is. I mean, every year... So that's our little funny playoff YouTube video for this year, at least thus far. Was it two years ago it was Rondo uh, hitting, accidentally hitting, or maybe intentionally hitting uh, Vareal in the, uh, well, low and inside? <laughs> when Vareal was going to flop, Rondo hit him low and inside with a, a fastball. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was back in our episode 58, uh, one of our you know Hall of Fame shows, you could call it. That was a fun one. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh yep, I apologize if I'm talking, if it seems like I'm talking too much, uh, you know, the you know, forecaster is a little bit under the weather right now, so bear, bear with us. We apologize. <laughs> it's just one of those times a year. It's been, <laughs> it's been, well, when you get weather like we have had here, where it's like 80 one day and, and 42 the next, and then 42 again, and then 80 again, stuff's going to kind of Bounce around. I mean, people's health is going to bounce around just as much. So it's just been one of those deals. The Clippers in Memphis, that was a little bit roller coaster ish as well. I mean, it's. Uh, I guess the Clippers are going to win that series now. I mean, a, a game like that, that's got to really change momentum. If Memphis comes back and. I mean, they have to win game two. There's there's no doubt about that. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> they have to win game two. Um. Probably the boring series of the whole postseason. I mean, it's easily got to be Orlando and Indiana right now, I would yeah. think. I mean, yeah. it's like, so, you know? <laughs> Boston-Atlanta's kind of fun. Well, actually, Chicago 76ers, that, that, that's a lame duck series. It's like two eighth seeds going at it right now. Yeah. But <laughs> Indiana, they're not looking like a number three seed right now. No. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> then Orlando's a lame duck team, as we know. The whole West, I mean, is amazing. Even, I mean, I even like the Utah Jazz. The whole West is awesome. Clippers, Memphis, that's going to be really cool. Unfortunately, Lakers-Denver, that's probably looking like L.A. is going to come out of that. Yeah. In like five. Yeah. Thunder and Dallas, uh, probably the same thing. Stupid. Because now the th- uh, Dallas are playing like the Thunder did last year in the West Finals. Just not... Not hitting the shots they need to hit. So, there's two lame duck series in the East and in the West. It's, uh... I guess the most lame duck series would be L.A. and Denver now. Unfortunately, just because L.A. is... Uh, well, they just might be back in the finals again. Who, who knows? I mean, anybody could come out of the West, practically, except uh, Utah or Denver at this point, I would think. It is going to be very, very interesting to see where things head. So, leading to that, I mean... <laughs> I guess we got to come up with a, a new champion this year, don't we? And even, we could even redo the conference finals again. That's been then lead up to the championship. So, would you like to go first or should I like? Well, we'll start with the East.
1: Hmm? Um, let's see for the East. See, it's like... Oh, oh. Jeez.
0: It's it, not as easy, him yeah. No, uh, it's it's the Heat. It's definitely the heat. Yeah. The heat. Going to the finals? Yeah. Yeah, I think the heat will go to the finals as well. That's where I'm leaning. You, you have a conference championship opponent. That's gonna be kinda tough to pick. Oh. Jeez, you got Indiana and Boston. <laughs> Chicago's gonna go anyway. No. I I'm guess hmm. right now I'm gonna go with Boston. Boston? Yeah, it's probably really risky but I'd love to see Atlanta go all the way to the, the finals. They've never, never gotten past the second round in their history, in Atlanta. In St. Louis, they've won it, but that was so long ago that no one knows who the St. Louis Hawks are. <laughs> uh, I'll agree with you, Boston. You think Boston too? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's mostly because of tonight's game. Yeah, uh, Paul Pierce with thirty six points tonight on the road. Yeah, that's big, huge for the Celtics. Indiana, uh, Granger. And all them like we were talking about the other night. Do they look like they don't? They're not like a winning team right no. now. No, they they really don't. And you got Orlando and Chicago with you know it's, you know if you it's debatable if you think Dwight Howard's a star or not. I think he's just a ugh. I think he's a mental patient, frankly. Whereas Rose, obviously, unfortunately, is a medical patient right now. Uh, poor guy. Yeah, and the Sixers, there they collapsed big time. I mean, they were a number three seed at one point this year. Like, they should be you know, in the three to six range with Orlando, but no. They died miserably. Yet, they kicked the Bulls' butt tonight for some reason. <laughs> nice performances by uh, Drew Holiday and such. It was a strong game by him. But, um, yeah, I guess Miami-Boston, we're, we're both kind of in the same thing there. We both have the heat going. To the NBA Finals, representing the East for back-to-back seasons. Coach Eric Spolstra. <laughs> yeah, if he somehow does not win the Eastern Conference, guaranteed he will be fired. I mean, this is a yellow brick road for him right now. He, they had better go to the Finals, or he will certainly be fired. Western Conference. This one's going to be a little bit trickier, isn't it? I mean... It, The Thunder, I mean, I guess the Thunder are probably one of the easy picks. The Spurs could be champions this year, and they could lose in the second round to Memphis again or or something. Yeah. It's going to be tough. But, I mean, right now, I guess, I mean, I have the Thunder in the conference finals. Right now, I'm going to say the Thunder and the Lakers in the West because I just don't trust the Spurs I almost want to say Memphis, but uh, no. I'm going to go with the Lakers. Unfortunately, it's uh yeah. I, I would probably
1: most to choose the Spurs over the Lakers. Wouldn't that be great? They would, but because of buying them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's the key. Because uh, Duncan's not going to stop him.
0: No. He's just—he's kind of at that point, isn't he? Yeah, and Blair's
1: not going to do. It. You see, you see what tough uh, of a job uh, Fareed's having on, uh, uh-huh. bottom of Gasol. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Blair's going to do any better. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh but, but Tony Parker, over over uh, Sessions, I just
0: that Sessions edition was a nice one. Yeah, it really yeah. was a big addition for the Lakers. Huge.
1: Uh, I, I gotta say the Lakers' front court is, gonna, is is better than Spurs. So
0: it's an amazing front court, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They they no. oh go ahead.
1: No, I'm just trying to. Hmm. I like Ginobili.
0: Yeah, and he's stayed healthy so far. Yeah. They, and there, there's a reason. We, I mean, yeah, Greg Popovich. This has been a debated subject throughout the, uh, you know, throughout veteran NBA fans, um, we like to consider ourselves that as well, we're like about 20 year vets, you get about 40 years of NBA watching experience here, <laughs> uh, between, uh, or combined, not, not each, but, excuse me, we're not that old, right, but um, yeah, the Spurs, Greg Popovich uh, rested his veterans on multiple occasions on the road, during the season for that very purpose because of the way they broke down last year. I mean, they had the number one seed ready to kick everybody's butt, and Memphis just went wham! I mean, they beat them over the head with a 2 by 4 <laughs> in the first round, whereas this year, Popovich trying to take a more uh, approach of let's rest some of the Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan deals here so they don't get, uh, get killed in the first round again, mm. and we'll see if it works this time. That That's why the West is so damn tricky, because it's because of the Spurs. Otherwise, a lot of us, if if we thought the Spurs were going to bust, we'd be going L.A. I think, I think both of us would be going L.A. and Oklahoma right now. Yeah. Because Memphis did not, yeah, that was not cool, what they did with the Clippers there. Um, otherwise, if the Spurs really are a legit number one seed, they're an easy pick to go to the West Finals. Well, maybe not easy, but they're... Uh, legit. I won't say easy. <laughs> we could have a really, some really awesome second round matchups coming up here with uh, you know, the way the brackets are set up it looks like actually LA and uh, Oklahoma would be in the facing each other in the second round so I guess yeah. that's the thing it's yeah, I'm crazy. LA and Oklahoma will be facing each other in the second round so I can't pick them. Mm-mm. It's not like regular season where you can just randomly pick people <laughs> so, I guess we're going to have to... I'm going to go with Oklahoma and... Yeah, like you didn't
1: realize that.
0: Yeah, it's going to be Oklahoma and San Antonio, I guess. I guess I am picking the Spurs in the West, just just out, out of faith, out of good faith. Yeah. Is that what you're going through? Yeah. yeah. Partially because of Popovich's arresting ability. So, we have Miami in the East going to the finals. Who do you have in the West? So, said Oh, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah, that's where I'm going too. That's kind of the dream matchup that we've been waiting for the last two years. This this is, is it going to happen.
1: <laughs> I don't think there's anyone. I mean, you have to stop uh, Durant.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be not going to be easy.
1: Yeah, you have to stop Durant. Uh, you, th- it follows Lakers. This what you have to stop Durant. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good one. Mm-hmm.
0: Second round matchup. Yeah.
1: Let let uh. Westbrook do what he does and not pass and 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 jack up shots. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Duce can to stop uh, Harden when he's on the floor, mm-hmm. um, and then get uh, Perkins to foul trouble. Ibaka, if, if possible, get on Perkins' skin.
0: Hope he gets a tick. Yeah, because he is definitely a temperamental individual. Holy cow! <laughs> Last game, he uh, was it. Oh, what's the guy's name on, uh, is it Spites? It is Spites on, uh, yeah, the former Sixers, Spites of the Mavericks. Definitely got under Perkins' skin The last last game, uh, last night. They went crazy pretty much, almost went in a fist of cuffs before they got separated. That was fun to watch. Yeah, it sure was, huh? Spites. I am crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, that's been... All,
1: that's uh, all neat.
0: Need to do. actually Spades is on Memphis I'm really screwed up right now and I apologize yeah, and the way Bynum's playing, <laughs> I'm getting all these guys mixed up to yeah I mean that it's going to be that's the thing there's going to be a lot of matchups so you get, if you get Bynum and Perkins going at it well you know per, uh, that's going to be a tough matchup well, hmm. win. Bynum should win that yeah he should win that so it's like you got a lot of going on uh, LA probably can't counter Durant yeah. And of course, Oklahoma can't really counter Kobe. They really can't. I mean, nobody really can. But in the end, I do think Oklahoma would come out of a pretty crazy series there. Yeah. Barnes, Dang, has that's big time. To
1: slow down, Durant.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That'd be, have to be a guy like Barnes, pretty much. You don't have Odom anymore, and that's who you needed.
1: And do not Boy. let Derek Fisher get a last second shot. <laughs> yeah. No, last no. second, you know, like the. Stupid left handed. Yeah, yeah no. you know, <laughs> kind of like the shot that, uh, you know, like, at you know, 10 seconds left, you know, Fisher will, will make a three, like he usually does. Mm hmm.
0: Yep, that's the way he's always been. The only three. Yep, he'll make like one three in the whole game, and it'll be that one. Yeah, it'll be the one that, like.
1: Sets the nail. Puts the nail in position to get
0: hammered. Put the. Oh, come closer? Yeah. Let's say it one more time. Just puts the nail in the p- in position to get hammered. Yes, yeah, that that's pretty much how he is. You know, he'll miss all night. He'll give up a lot of easy uh, layups and stuff stuff like that. And the next thing you know, he'll uh, he'll hit a classic three pointer and bury somebody. You got it like that, don't you? That's the way Derek Fisher's always been. He did it to us. We're, they were already up by eight, though? the jerk. <laughs> at least I said it, Uh, it was Mahimi, that's who it was that uh, Derek, uh, excuse me, Perkins was going at it with, I'm just getting Spites mixed up, because I remember, uh, yeah, Jordan Farmer and Spites were going at it, Spates, however you say his name, are going at it, so I got that confused, and I apologize to the listeners for that, it was Mahimi going at it with uh, Perk, Perk, good old Perkins, Perkins is the angriest player in the league, pretty much. Him and Westbrook in his own way. Westbrook has his own way of being angry. He just plays crazy. Um, yeah, I think De- yeah Denver or excuse me L A and Oklahoma. I think the winner of that series is going to the championship uh, championship round. Oh yeah. I think that's in a lot of ways you almost might want to say that's the NBA finals. Yeah. Because I think L A and Oklahoma could beat Miami. I think they could. But is Miami on enough of a mission to win it? Maybe I might. Yeah, I just might be making that bold prediction. <laughs> so, do you have Oklahoma and Miami in the finals then? Ultimately, yeah. yeah. Who do you have holding the ring? Uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma with Kevin Durant and Westbrook holding an NBA championship, yeah. the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Ouch. And after <laughs> that, we're going to hear rumors of a wage trade. You think so? That's an interesting uh, prediction. Where, where do you think you might be going?
1: I mean, I, I'm or just not sure. I'm just saying it, something. Will, will, something will happen with that team. If they can't, if they can't get it done now, mm-hmm. you know, something needs to be done. Or maybe Nash should go there next season. Nash and, and Nash and Grant Hill will be on, will be on the heat.
0: You know, you never know. I mean, it's one of those things that could happen. Uh, Spolster would probably not will probably not be the coach. Also, I'm making that prediction that Eric Spolstra, Miami Heat do not win the title. Spolstra will not be the coach. So I'm ready to make a crazy prediction. And you're going to laugh at me, aren't you? You're going to laugh at me, aren't you? Yeah. you? You can tell what I'm going to say, can't you? <laughs> you're like, Joey, you're not going to do it, are you? I guess right now, I've got a sneaky feeling that somehow, some way, somehow, some way, they're going to pull it off. I think the Heat somehow, some are going to pull it off. You're like Joey, you can't do this to me. <laughs> I think somehow they're going to pull it off. I, 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 it's hard to say. It's hard to say, but I mean, I, I think somehow, some way, the Miami Heat are going to figure it out. I mean, the LeBron with a very strong start. I mean, the way they've dismantled the Knicks. I know that's not a, necessarily to gauge how they're going to play against Oklahoma, but. They they did play Oklahoma fairly well earlier in the season.
1: I think you, I think just the Oklahoma's is too deep, and you have Durant who. I think I think the superstar calls will get neutralized. That's the one thing, yes. <laughs> especially with for the, the most uh, part. on uh, LeBron's side with his flopping, mm-hmm. I think they'll get neutralized with uh, Durant and his. I, I'll say I think Durant flops, but he just. If you bump into him, just like Wade, Wade doesn't exactly flop around. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, just graze him, graze yeah. his shoulder, you know, it's, it's going to be a foul call.
0: That's the thing. It probably is going to be. It's going to be. Uh, it, it, it'll be an awesome series. It, it's. I kind of, I kind of hope that's the matchup. Just, just because it'll, it'll yeah. be really cool to see those two going at it once and for all.
1: Yeah, and the thing with Oklahoma is. Uh, these these two key players I like a lot. They don't score a lot, but Ibaka and Cephalosha.
0: That could be key for stopping Miami. And it even could the be Lakers.
1: I mean, Cephalosha, the their mm-hmm. last game and the against the Lakers, mm-hmm. there was pretty much nothing Cephalosha could do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he he has, he played some serious defense on Kobe, but he just couldn't
0: couldn't stop him. That was uh yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I mean, cause, because Kobe's just that superhuman thing. I mean, it's. Yeah. But, you could have be late. Oh, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Double team him. But yep. once Kobe flips that switch.
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> you could literally put a billboard in his face and he'll still make the shot. Yeah. It's just It's just the way it is. It's 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 magic with, with a guy like that. You know, that's yeah, where think, Michael is so good, too. Yeah, and I
1: don't think you can you know, give uh, some of those respect. That's like uh, mm-hmm. getting dunked on, but you're going for the block. I mean, hey, at least you're trying to block the shot. You know, you're not cowering away. Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh... Like a uh, Candyman,
0: yeah. <laughs> like a little bit candy, oh, <laughs> classic. That's all that guy did. Yeah, I mean, people would be dunking and he'd be kind of covering his face, like, I don't want any part of this. Yeah, that was a little bit candy.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing that that uh, mm-hmm. that the Thunder have. They have Cephalosha Ibaka. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ibaka is gonna make. It's uh, probably gonna uh, neutralize. Uh, uh,
0: forgot his name. Wow. Look at you. Ibaka's going to neutralize Andrew Bynum, right? No, Andrew, not Bynum. Pow, uh, pow, pow. Oh, you're thinking of he, Miami, Chris Bosh. I'm yeah. like, see, I think both of us are blanking here, this sorry. Is, Chris yeah, Bosh. I'm, I'm yep. trying to
1: think of the big two.
0: <laughs> I know why you forgot his name, because there is no big three in Miami. It's a big two, yeah. and there's this one guy who's, he wears number one on his jersey. That's about how many rebounds he gets. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh, outside of uh, Wade and, and uh LeBron it's kinda of like that that guy that
0: uh No oh, that one tall guy they signed who's just he's he's you know he's good sometimes and he feels like but yeah, a lot of times yeah,
1: he'll yeah. just the RuPaul
0: basketball uh yeah. uh Chris Chris Johnson. No no that's the NFL excuse me. Um uh, looks like Ostrich Chris Bosch. Oh yeah, yeah he looks like, like a, yeah he does look like an ostrich. He does <laughs> Yeah, Ibaka's gonna
1: gonna slow him down. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty a much thing. where he's he like pretty much ineffective. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might get his points in here and there, but he won't because the uh, Thunder can can afford to not get any points coming from Ibaka. Mm-hmm. And Miami can't really have that. Not you know uh, having Bosch mm-hmm. not contribute. Same thing with uh, Hasm. I'm not sure what type of job uh, Perkins could do on him. I'm sure mm-hmm. he'd get under his skin.
0: Yeah, he would.
1: And even then you got Ibaka there with his help defense. Mm. Then you have uh, Cephalosha uh either on uh Wade or LeBron sewn them now.
0: Mm. It
1: <laughs> and but and on the heat you have uh Chalmers is, who's a pretty good defender, but it's Westbrook.
0: Yeah. You know, that's a problem you're gonna do. And then you <laughs> have a lot uh, Westbrook's a lot bigger than him too. Yeah. Chalmers, yep, taller, you know. Oh good.
1: Is it on? He, you have uh, got his name again. He was on
0: the Grizzlies. Yes, he was. He was on the Grizzlies. I'm kidding. <laughs> this <laughs> guy, Shane Battier. Look at Battier. this. This guy oh, is yes. Shane Battier's with
1: his patented uh, forehead tap defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny.
0: He <laughs> does that, doesn't he? It's it's uh it's funny too. It's like yeah, you for yeah. It's like. We like we like to do these little bits, don't we? But no, it's the uh, the whole Shane Battier deal. I mean, he he's been pretty invisible, really, for the, the Heat this year. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of he's been kind of out of the picture of late. It's um, but you got Norris Cole. You know, Norris Cole should have been a Timberwolf, right? Yeah. Or at least his pick could have been a Timberwolf, because we kept trading down and trading down because we just had to fire this one guy. In yeah, the end, those. not know what that was about. <laughs> in the end, those may have been the best trades in history. Just just for the fact we got rid of Kurt Rambis, it just sucks that we wound up missing out on a nice shooting guard, or yes. a good or a good backup point guard in Norris Cole, Marshawn Brooks losing out on him. Oh. Uh, that was uh, a load of crap. I not was I'm still I'm still seething about that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's, it's like one of those things where you watch uh, Ty Lawson. Yeah. You like
0: could have had him. Could have had Ty Lawson. That would have been the bomb. You know, that's the guy you needed to get. That's the guy we... <laughs> I mean, it's just... I mean, we had him in our draft. But, unfortunately, we had him already traded before. We were... We drafted him only to trade. Yeah, and that's one of those uh, 2020
1: things. Because if we had Ty, if we would have kept Ty, we would have had a... a a higher pick, mm-hmm. but the picks that we got didn't pan out anyway. So, <laughs> classic wolves luck, isn't it? Yeah. And if anything, yeah. we could have gotten, uh, you know, Farid this season if we would have, you know, had a had a higher pick.
0: That would have been nice, wouldn't it? That would have been. That would have you know, Farid. It's a like call. we need somebody with some energy to come come off the bench, give us some energy. Derek Williams didn't do that, did he? At least, not for the most part. A little bit here and there in spurts, but not enough. Yeah,
1: the guy like Paul George from the Force to get him. Mm-hmm. It would,
0: you know, came out good. Oh man, that would have been a perfect pick for us. It's just we got to get a shooter in this draft. Yep, that'll be a topic we're going to get to very shortly here. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'm going. I'm. Um. I'm on the Heat. You're on the Thunder. It's like it's like just to play devil's advocate. I'm picking the Heat. Yeah, just I just had to get you going. I'm going, for, I'm going for Westbrook. I Westbrook just here Durant KD. I just I just had to get you going. I just had to get you going. The big three. And plus, and I think we both do don't like the Thunder very much. But you like you don't like either team though, do you? Thunder no, I don't, or the Heat? No, I don't.
1: Well, I like Durant, but just not Westbrook. I don't like his attitude. Just like uh, that's how I feel. It's like Kobe. I don't, I don't like Westbrook. I can't say as a person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is showboating.
0: Yeah, I don't like Westbrook's showboating. He's uh, his antics are. Yeah,
1: complaining his expressions.
0: Yeah, he'll he'll hit some three pointer, and he's got to show the whole world that oh he's got to put out the smoke and it's done. You know, it's like come on, man. I know. I mean, it, I know partially he's just he's just playing with passion and all that good stuff, but it seems like he's more about playing with. He just wants a grandstand. That's that's the way I see it. I think other people do too. Yeah, Durant's a whole lot. Yeah.
1: More
0: low key with I love that about Durant. He'll hit a shot and just kind of move on with his day. Yeah. You know, if it's a championship winning shot, he'll celebrate. But he's not out there to try to show up his opponent, where I think Westbrook is. I think Westbrook is out there to show up his and, opponent.
1: And he's, he's another candidate for if they don't win this season, you know, we're going to hear rumors of trades.
0: That's very, very, very possible. I can't disagree with that. I There's no way. I mean, Bosch and Westbrook, yeah. Or, excuse me, Wade and Westbrook. Yeah, that's very possible. Or, yeah, I don't think they'd trade LeBron. I I think they'd keep LeBron before they'd keep Wade, which is kind of strange saying that. But it's kind of strange saying that, isn't it?
1: Well, I mean, LeBron's not, I mean, he's not, uh, he hasn't
0: had as many injuries. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the, yep, yep. I mean, it's just the only reason why I think it's strange is how Wade is like, Wade's the reason they have that ring they actually did win a championship once, Miami.
1: <laughs> <And> right now, <laughs> back in 06. Mean, you, you wouldn't be able to get much for Bosch. Yep,
2: trying, trying
0: yeah, you yeah, probably couldn't get much for Bosch, huh? Yeah, Bosch's value was not uh, as high as when he was on the Raptors. So. Oh, at the time. Yeah, he was looked on as a franchise player at the time, and yeah. that got exposed pretty quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. I mean, I. I'm, when I would watch him play, you know, at first it's like, it was like, wow, you know, you're playing fantasy basketball. Like, dang, this guy's awesome. He's like a garnet. And then you watch him play, and it's like, oh, he's not even close. <laughs> you know, like all of his great plays with with two quotation marks on each side there when I said that word, uh, were lucky. <laughs> all of his great plays were like, he's getting fouled, and he just flings the ball up in the air over his head without even looking, and it goes in, and it's like, oh, baby, what a play! You know, it's like, no... Oh, baby, what a lucky play. (laughs) That drove me nuts. So I guess uh, if you have uh, anything else you want to add on Miami-Oklahoma matchup, the the dream bout, and the forecaster is shaking his head, so we are going to move on to Wolves basketball right after this. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 76, which is a reminder for all of you with uh, iPods and Microsoft Zooms and other MB3 players. So, yeah, here we go back with the Wolves conversation. Well, Rick Edelman and David Kahn had a press conference at the end of the season, and it was uh, pretty intense, actually. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> Rick Edelman is not happy. And he made absolutely sure he was that that we that we found that out. Like I am, basically, he's like there are players on this team that don't care. And Khan, for the most part, over the years, has said, "Oh, we're just going to make little tweaks, little tweaks. Just kind of, we don't need to make wholesale changes." Or they'll say they're going to earlier, and then they change yeah. it to tweaks. This time they sound a lot more serious.
1: Yeah, well, I think you probably have a legit coach that knows what he's doing, well, a coach mm-hmm. that knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So and I'm glad that uh, Con's more in the back seat now. I think Edelman uh, has, has, you know, some say in that mm. before he, before he being, uh came here. But, yeah, I'm glad that Edelman uh, uh, speaks his mind.
0: And that's the big part. You know, he actually does speak his mind, and the good part is it does warrant something this time around. It's, it's not... Uh, Excuse me if there was any choppiness there with the audio. I apologize, but uh, there was not any uh, uh, in the in the in the Kurt era. If he were to speak out, people would just kind of be like, eh, you know. But when yeah. <laughs> when Adelman speaks out, you know something's going to happen here because in a lot of ways, as we kind of knew coming in, he's the real boss of the Timberwolves right yeah. now. Yeah, and another thing I like is uh, with Adelman, it's
1: he has like no. We're coming here with uh, uh, a sense of like no one's, no one's untradeable. Mm-hmm. This whole season for Adam, man, I think it's been just an evaluation, kind of like you know how, you know, when we watch the game, we see how you know who should be here. Last one, well, last couple games, mm-hmm. who should be here next season. With Adam, man, that's what this whole season was about, pretty much.
0: In a lot of ways, yes, uh, and they did go as far as to say Rubio and Love are the ones that they're that are safe. So basically, everybody else is as good as you know, gone or maybe maybe not type yeah. of deal. Like maybe not, but if they leave, they leave. You know, type of thing. Like oh, like they won't be defensive about them leaving at all. Yeah, it's going to be a, a very interesting off season, and I'm looking forward to it. Frankly,
1: yeah, I think if Kurt was still here, it would be more of like you know. Well, we let's keep the same faces around, you uh-huh. know just like like Con says do a little tweaks here and there mm-hmm. just because you know we like uh Wesley's smile <laughs> Wesley's smile,
0: Johnny yeah. Flynn's smile, you know I, uh, yeah. yeah,
1: and I, I mean I, I like Wes and uh but the season was just, just completely disappointing.
0: It was an absolute, cr- it, was, it was a crushing it, it was crushing for for us you know, I mean our confidence basically in Wesley Johnson was shattered yeah. this year. I mean, it's about the best way to put it, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think... Hmm. I mean, hopefully he, he does better. I hope. I, I hope so. I mean, he's probably the other one that's... Well, he's not that safe to return. It's just contractually he's more safe, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> he's in a contract... Or, yeah. not contractor. He's in the rookie scale deal. Uh, it's not expensive, and... Probably tough to trade at the same time, or, you know, to, you're probably not going to get much in return anyway if you trade him at this point, unless, for whatever reason, somebody he's, out there's in love with him. Yeah. yeah, or he's in a little, like, he's in a package deal. Yeah. For expiring or it, something. It'd be a package, or it's expiring, or something big, maybe, if there is something big to, to be had.
1: Yeah, speaking of that, this is the first time, like you said, with with, uh, with what Khan said, um... You know, finally, we're going to make some moves.
0: Yep. Finally, we're going to make some
1: serious moves, yeah, too. It's yeah. just not, you know, lip service like all the other seasons where, you know, everybody's like, "Wow, let's see what we're going to do. No trades or something very small. You know, or we pick up mm-hmm. a, a, a Darko-type player mm-hmm. who's, you know. Uh, Darko or Randles, huh? Yeah, low-risk, low, low high-reward type guys. But now I think with
0: Adam and he's saying, no, we need some established Please. Mm-hmm. We need to do right something now. serious, and we need it now. <laughs> yep. And he's absolutely been saying that we need it now. It, it's no joke. This is D Day for the franchise in a lot of ways. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun to keep up with, though, isn't it? Yeah. And we don't have to worry about the lockout. We don't have to worry about a lockout this year. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Isn't that great? No more lockout. Oh. Uh, hockey, with hockey. They're gonna have to kind of go through maybe the same thing we did. This past year, unfortunately, that was yeah. I think they're going to. So the Wild with their exciting little off season, which is similar to this one with the Wolves, they're gonna yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yep. So it's basically Adelman and Berea of like mind. Because JJ Berea, of course, uh, a few weeks ago came out after one of another one of the Wolves, you know, lopsided losses, and said that his teammates quit. He he wouldn't name names but he said there are players here that just quit. They don't ta- they're not really trying. They're not playing seriously, they don't care. Yeah, you can see it. And you can see it. And it's funny, he didn't name names, but I mean I think there's a good idea. One is almost a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> he was the number two pick in the two thousand eight draft and he's always I mean, is there a single day that Michael Beasley does not look high? No. The, <laughs> no. I mean the whole press conference when he first got here. I kept imagining him just going, Hey, "Man, look at my eyes, man. Can you tell? Can you tell him hi?" He <laughs> just kind of had that look to him, and he, that's how he's always looked, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, he he's incapable of. It, being, it, it
1: looks it looks like he you know he just gets hyped for every game at this point. It's kind of like mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to go out there, so I'm just going to mentally not be there. Mm-hmm. But I can still function.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like. It's like, oh, I can still function, you know, and that's definitely a guy who uh, the only only way to describe him is bust. You know, bust. And, just and it's all sad is. because
1: in his interviews, he seems like he wants to be here.
0: Yep, that's the
1: you know, uh, it's, just, it's just sad to see all that talent go to waste.
0: It really is, because clearly he has enough talent to be a 20 to 25 points a game player. Yeah. Like, 20 very low end, I think, but um, yeah, and as you were saying in his interviews and such and quotes in the newspapers and all that, he sounds like he really likes it here. He really loves it here. He's always basically like, I really want to stay and all that type of stuff. But, Michael, if you really want to stay, I don't see any evidence of it. I, I don't see it. If When somebody really is passionate about something, you see it. And I don't see any passion on this guy at all. Like. It's Bobby Knight did this long ago. I I don't agree with what he did one time, but he walked up to the chalkboard and drew a heart, and he said, "None of you have this." Or, I mean, none of you know what this is because none of you have it. Mm-hmm. And I would do that to for Michael Beasley. Yeah, and I, I think I think <laughs> I, I like the fact that Barrios
1: said that. Mm-hmm, yeah, but I wish that came from someone who had more production on the court. <laughs> yeah, you know, because it's, it's like yeah, I get what you're saying, man, but. You know, you you, you barely passed me the ball, is mm-hmm. yes. he? And I, just like with uh, Gerald Wallace, Gerald Wallace said uh, kind of the same thing with uh, on the Blazers mm-hmm. that they gave up when we you know we crushed them.
0: Yeah, yeah, we had to give gave like
1: up. That. And if you know, Wallace says someone like Wallace says it, and Kobe, especially Kobe, mm-hmm. the team will listen. Yeah. Oh,
0: but yeah. But if you
1: have you know, DeVille McGee saying it, or you know, <laughs> yeah, just some bench player, then. You know, it's not going to have that much of an impact. So that's why I'm glad uh, the Adamman at least, you know, agreed with it.
0: Yeah, he worked with them on it, and that's a good thing. I mean, the one thing Berea has is a ring. That's the one good part. I mean, he's no Sam Cassell, you know, coming in off the bench for Kenny Smith for the world champion Rockets or anything. So we know what Sam Cassell grew up to be something pretty special, even though he's a knucklehead in his own way. But uh, yeah, that, that's the truth. I mean, Berea. Chucks his stats were <laughs> his stats were phenomenal the last month or so, but it's just it's the old like he's the best player on a horrendous team type of thing, and yeah. that that happens so much. Where a guy like Antoine Walker, we saw that years ago with Atlanta, he got traded there and he had numbers like he was like he had Kevin like what Kevin Love is doing almost type numbers there, and then he gets traded to decent teams and he gets exposed as a Michael Beasley. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what he really is. Antoine Walker, and yeah, Barreo was getting like triple doubles and like 14 assists, but it certainly didn't look like he, uh, he didn't look like a guy getting 14 assists, though. He looked like somebody that, uh, he looked like a Rashad McCann's half the time out there, like, um, I'm going to keep shooting it regardless if it goes in, regardless if it's good for the team or not. He
1: seems like the type who... (laughs) I'm, well, from what I've seen and how he got into arguments with Love on the uh, on the bench, mm-hmm. Sacramento game, yeah, yeah, and the way he plays seems like if he did believe that believe that the teammates quit, he probably he probably figure well, hey, if they quit, I'm just gonna jack up the shots, mm-hmm. you know. That could be why well, pass to someone who you know I think quit, mm-hmm. and that doesn't that doesn't help the team at all. No, you know? and if they did feel that way, and you're jacking up shots, like, <laughs> it's not gonna make them wanna. Want to uh, you know compete in the game? They figure, hey, Jackie up shots, so I'm not getting the ball, so why rebound?
0: Why play defense? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a really painful domino effect that I think is yeah, yeah. that you're describing. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that absolutely happens out there. It happens a lot in basketball, and I think Berea. Yeah, I I think you're right. Not to be too overly agreeable, as so you guys are probably like, this is bad. Why is he agreeing with everything? Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, no, I mean it's good stuff. It's true. I mean. I could definitely see that with Berea. It's—he uh, seems like the type that would respond that way. Yeah, he, he really does because he's—he's yeah. he's got a chip on his shoulder. If—if if, if people out there haven't noticed, Berea has a chip on his shoulder. Like him or hate him, he does. But um, yeah, the fighting with love thing—that seemed kind of yeah. I mean, Love basically made a comment earlier or during that game of, "Hey, you're not Carmelo Anthony here. Stop, stop uh, shooting so much." Basically, and Berea got pissed off. That's yeah the,
1: and if Rui, if Rui was a true leader mhm you know and with those views he mm-hmm. would have he would have uh, said something off court mhm or sat next to love said something or you know you don't you know you don't lunge at it, your teammate mm-hmm. especially
0: you know during a game, before. yeah, yeah, and especially if he's like the the real leader of the team, yeah it, it kind of reeked of something i mean fights happen in sports and basketball on teams they happen you know the bulls michael Jordan was often punching teammates in the Stomach or face or something during practice. <laughs> he was well known for that, but still, I mean, who's, who's Berea to be like that? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Seems like a little punk to me, <laughs> to be frank. He kind of does. Yeah. He reeks of it. But um, And, yeah, we're not trying to be overly negative. We're just, you know, we're giving our analysis of the, especially the last month and a half of the season, which by all accounts was not good. Yeah,
1: and it shows mm. that how much we actually need. Uh, veteran leadership on a team. Mm-hmm. We desperately need it. Yep. Which is
0: why I, I want. To, I actually wanted Fish to be on a team. And it's funny when we think about that. Yeah, I mean, because we both can't stand him, but yeah. on the Wolves, we'd probably like him, I think. Yeah, I don't want to give many many minutes. Yeah. I'd rather yep. give him minutes than Brea. At this point, yeah, sure. I mean, there's a guy with, uh, you know, the whole ring cred type of thing. And back a point guard type of deal. And all that experience. you know, the, the experience that Jarek Fisher has is like off the charts. Yeah. Like we're talking Robert Ori, you know, uh, Steve Kerr type experience. You know, those guys aren't exactly like legends, but they were there hitting big shots when they needed to for championship teams. Yeah. And we're talking lots and lots of championship teams. He's he's one of those guys. Man, oh man. no
1: yeah and I really think I know a lot of fans uh you know if when people talk about oh let's get gerald wallace uh Crawford- mm-hmm. it's and it's, they're too old mm-hmm. i mean to me they're not they're not too old. you no. need some veterans here to bring up guys like love Rubio
2: mm-hmm.
1: so you know we win a couple championships by the time you know they <laughs> you know they are too old mm-hmm. you know. Love and, and Rubio and you know, any young guys would get would be in the prime.
0: Yeah, they and the, yeah, they'll be twenty eight, seven twenty seven, all that. Yeah, yep. if you
1: do a half and half, that's a whole lot better than say like, you know, the Spurs and, and the Mavs where they gotta inject a couple of young guys in. Mm-hmm. So when of the the uh you know, the older guys leave, that's basically the team. Yeah, yeah. You know, it. play- yeah, it's mm-hmm. the top players.
0: Yeah, it's like you know when Dirk's gone, it's it's over. Yeah, basically. I mean, and Dallas appears more and more like a one year wonder. Yeah, unfortunately, the way that Thunder kind of have handled them, but
1: yeah. So if uh, (laughs) you know if if Crawford's done and uh, Gerald Wallace is done by Mm -hmm. that
0: time, hopefully
1: uh, Johnson's way better. Yep, and and, you know Lee's way better. Yeah, that's another possibility. Lee, you never know. So we can at least get uh, guys who
0: you know have at least uh, three years left in them. Mm Hmm. And yeah, and those guys absolutely have three years left. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that thought. I mean, Gerald Wallace would be a wonderful, I mean, absolutely incredible addition to this team if humanly possible. And Paul Allen of the KF, uh, Paul Allen of KFAN, even brought that up, and I was just smiling, you know, just hearing that. Just hearing, you know, that's a, about pretty much a perfect addition to this team. Should the Wolves get so be so fortunate to add the the, the talents of Gerald Wallace. We need the decision, the decision part three. Gerald Wallace taking his services to the land of lakes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Oh yeah, that would be oh, well, so awesome. To Wallace here for a while. Oh yeah, I mean, yep. Yeah, we've been in love with Wallace for years. Ah, there we go. He's he is a he has a player option with the New Jersey Nets at nine point five million. So he is at that point in his uh, contract right now with the Brooklyn Nets. By the way, with their black and white logo, that's about as boring as the previous logo.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to... I, I liked it at first, and <laughs> I thought, you know, uh, of the Spurs, yeah. the black and white, and then uh, <clears throat> Miami's new alternate mm-hmm. black and white jersey.
0: The L know. Heat.
1: Yeah. I don't know about
0: it. Yeah, it's it's like... That's part of it, too, when you think about it. The whole... I'm talking kind of weird there, but the whole deal of it's been done and it's been done, and it's been done. Yeah. I mean, that's what I didn't like about the Wolves' uh, black jerseys, the the, the old ones from back when the Wolves still had the trees on the logo, you know, or on the jerseys, excuse me, is they looked like the Spurs, and I just, I hate the Spurs so much. I I mean, I can't stand them, and it's like, why do I want to look like a team I hate? So it's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's just too much pinned-up hatred for that franchise for o- over the years, you know, with the Garnett-Duncan rivalry and all that, and I, I don't know, and them always the Wolves always having a big lead and they get clutch threes and kill us, but stuff like that. As a team, I don't want to look like, <laughs> but yeah. So we were able to throw in the Nets logo there, <laughs> the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> with Mario, Mario. Okay, sorry, but it's. Uh, it, it's going to be intriguing to see how things go. I mean, there's the free agent list is uh, pretty big. It's not LeBron, Bosch, and, well, Bosch, screw Bosch, but LeBron and Wade type big, but it's... There's still a lot of lot of guys floating out there. You got Steve Nash. Big ticket? <laughs> the big ticket is a free agent, which is hilarious. Tim Duncan is a free agent. They both made $21.2 million last year. One guy that, thank God in heaven... Yeah, he's a, he has a, his contract goes into next year, but it is a team option for was it five million dollars, Martel Webster a team option for about six million, almost six. Gee, do you think the Wolves are going to accept that? Oh no! Oh no! No! <laughs> Thank God, Marta Webster is not guaranteed next year. Oh my! So that's a that's a deal. Uh, Beasley obviously qualifying offer eight point two million. Uh, insert the song of Happy Trails to you you know so those two guys I think are the absolute biggest addition by subtraction you know I mean isn't that about right yeah addition by subtraction I actually I think Beazley will will stay if for one million no I'm kidding we're not going to give him much
1: if he stays yeah we're just not going to give him much you can't it's kind of good I actually think it will be another like a a one year deal Mm mhm that's Just what I Just to kind do. of see, you know, if you really like it here, you know, we're trying to get cap space, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. You know, if you want to stay, this is what you're getting, so take it or leave it, you know, if you want to stay here, then maybe we can see if you actually
0: uh, get better. Yeah, build a reputation, you know, right? Yeah. That's about it, try to build your reputation, I mean, because your reputation stinks right now, you know, easily, his reputation really stinks right now, and if he wants to... Have a shot of sticking around. I mean, yeah, maybe one point five to two million, yeah. maybe for a year, like mm, yeah, Tolliver contract, two point one million unrestricted. That's a guy I would bring back. Honestly. Yeah, to- yeah, I was about to say, yeah, Tolliver I actually like. Yeah, I, I like him too. I mean, he when he see that's the difference between see because we're kind of you know free agency, we're all over the place, and I think we can we can be with free agency. Beasley, Tolliver, and Darko Milicic. The, uh, why am I, why am I losing the word now? But the, um, well, I'll simplify the word instead of the better word. But, uh, the different, the differential in these guys in the situations when they, when they have limited playing time, you have a guy like, contrast, there we go, there's contrast, thank you, (laughs) is, um... You had Darko Milicic not playing for an extended period of time, Tolliver and Beasley. What did Tolliver do when he all of a sudden got inserted in the game again? Yeah, he was ready. He was ready, and he kicked some butt. And I I forget who it was against. it. It was against one of the better teams in the league. Like, I don't think it was San Antonio. Maybe it was Dallas on the road. I think that's what it was. I think it was Dallas. I can't remember because it was a while ago, but he was awesome in that game. He got like 15 points off the bench. Darko Milicic, they can't play him, because he's so out of shape. He doesn't even stay in shape.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he he he's gone.
0: He is absolutely gone. And I used to think, why would you use the amnesty clause on Darko Milicic, because his contract isn't that big. But here's the thing. He's the only Timberwolf that we can really truly use it on. Because the contracts that are eligible for Amnesty are only contracts that were signed before the uh, collective bargaining agreement. So he's the only guy on the roster, really, that's eligible for it. I was if, like, well, see, Kevin loves a new contract, obviously, and why would you Amnesty yeah. him? That would be like, <laughs> whoops. Yeah, I mean, he's the only true candidate for Amnesty, so that's probably going to happen. Because he's due for two more Years. And there there's no chance,
1: you know. Yeah, I mean I think right now team there's no way we're gonna give any uh any uh player who's not you know, certified a big contract again. I mean, we've mm-hmm. done it with uh with a bunch of players uh, in the past.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean For know, years. T yep. thud. T thud, yep, that's basically
0: thud because he just you know, he just thud he hit the floor. Yeah, I
1: mean after Mad Dog's contract, that's finally <laughs> getting rid of him. I thought well, I that's know. it. Mm-hmm. There's no way we're gonna give anyone, you know, big co- long, huge contracts anymore. And we're kind of doing it right now, mm-hmm. so I think I, I don't think is gonna allow
0: any of that, you know,
1: mm-hmm. foolish.
0: Yeah, with like role players getting five million a year for five years or something. Yeah, Dar- the the worst of all time I think was Yarich because that was like six oh, yeah. six years.
1: I mean, I actually oh. liked Yarich when he was first started. Mm-hmm. With the Clippers, especially yeah, the but Clippers, yeah. But he got injured.
0: Yeah, that was it. And that was, yeah. He was just he was a horrible player after that. Never, never recovered whatsoever. Um, yep, Cassell, and we're finally, finally gonna have that that stupid trade is finally not gonna hang over our heads anymore. After after the oh, draft, yeah. after the draft, it's finally over. Um, thank God for that. It took about seven years, but it's finally over. Yes, yes. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> and we're getting Utah's lottery-protected yes. pick because they made me the playoffs. Utah. It made a whole lot better. Thank God. At so least getting something. hmm The 18th pick will go to the Wolves in the 2012 NBA draft. That is a very exciting. Um, we have that to look forward to. Possibly a shooting guard. Possibly an asset to trade mm-hmm. for a real player, not for cash this time. Well, uh, let me <laughs> say something. Yes, uh, yeah, I I
1: spoke yeah. with you about this before uh, yeah. with our pick. Mm-hmm. When we're in the playoff running, I don't really care about the pick at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you Ooh, that, know yeah. yeah we we're giving it to the Clippers, so what. I mean yep. actually uh the Hornets. Hornets now because of Chris Paul, yep. Yeah. Figured, yeah, so what, then it's not gonna be a great of a pick anyway, you know, we we're gonna be in the playoffs mm-hmm. finally.
2: Mhm.
1: And then Rubio got injured. Mm-hmm. And then we started losing. Mhm. You know, I'm thinking, wow, we're gonna really use that pick and we're like uh, legitimately I like the Spurs. You know, our our, our one of our best players to get injured. We start losing. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a high pick. The next season we're even better. Mm-hmm. You know, we're already in the playoff running oh, with the guys we have. Yep. You know, they get injured. You know, like Tim Duncan. That's what happened.
0: That's what happened. Yep. David Robinson broke his foot. They were a really legit fifty-plus win team. Robinson breaks his foot. They have a horrible record, and they get Duncan like, jeez. I was like, they're going to be a dynasty. And then they were, unfortunately. <laughs> good coaching, good draft, phenomenal drafting, by the way. Incredible culture of, of winning, even though I just hate that team, but they, and I probably shouldn't, but I do, you know? Partially because it's like, why are they this good? They don't even look like good players and they're like making everything, you know? <laughs> like, Ginobili doesn't even look like a good player, but he's extremely good. Uh, that might sound kind of mean to say, but he just doesn't look like he's that good to me. I don't know. He's not bulky or anything, you know. Mm. Yeah, Denobi's... Joey, uh, mean. Uh, no. I think he's uh, underrated. He's, he's tricky. He's very good. Yeah, tricky. he's tricky good. Yeah, he's tricky good. I mean, he hits every shot in the, yeah. the world, you know. 70% three-point shooter like a year, like a couple years ago against the Wolves in the, in the first Karambas year. Oh, 70% from three. I like mono. Yeah, mono y mono.
2: You <gasps> <Genoble! laughs>
0: There we go. Right? Can you dig it? No. <laughs> it's a Shack and Barkley, right? No, no. I'm sorry. Uh bouncing around a little bit, but that's what are you gonna do, right? Yeah, but 18th pick. At least we're getting something out of you know, out of this. Yeah, because that's the funny part. The as of right now, now we know, we finally know what we're getting for Al Jefferson. And it's really funny. Malcolm Lee, because of all that trade down from last year's Utah pick, Yeah. Malcolm Lee, cash, firing Kurt Rambis, which actually may have been the best part of the trade. As, me, as sick as that sounds, The yeah. best that may be the best trade in Wolves history because we were able to fire Kurt Rambis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah but I wish we would have got Brooks
1: at some point. Oh, Brooks.
0: man, I wish we got Mal- Marshawn. I almost called him Malcolm because of Malcolm Lee on the mind here. Marshawn Brooks, that would, have, that would have made it a phenomenal trade. Oh, yeah. Because we get whoever's going to be the 18th pick, be it a real pick or a warm body from another team, Malcolm Lee and Marshawn Brooks. That would have been kind of cool. But
1: I actually don't think we'll even use that pick. I actually think we'll package it to try to pick up a, a shooting guard. If, that's if possible. We can't get Crawford. Yeah.
0: Or Gordon or Mayo mm-hmm. or uh, Terry. That's a legit possibility. Yeah, because, yeah, there's a lot of... Free agencies and yeah, that was something we were talking about before, or off off mic during the break per se is uh, Jason Terry. Yeah, that's a he's he's floating out there a little bit. This uh, possibility is he somebody that I mean yeah he's somebody maybe the you recommend the Wolves that possibly target in a trade per se. I'm not sure if he's an actual free agent, but um, they're going to be making changes. There's oh, Dallas yeah. Dallas yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, a legit possibility. They're going to go after uh, Darren Williams, like the Minnesota Wild, are going to go after Zach Perize this summer. Like, people are thinking that is, like, they're going to pretty much try to, like, kidnap him. Yeah, I mean, they.
1: <laughs> you, you don't go from a champion to, you don't win the
0: championship and then get swept. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely stomped in the first round. Like, the Lakers got swept in the second round last year by the future champion. You know by the eventual champion we'll say this year, maybe the thunder are the eventual champion, but in the first round, that's kind of harsh, yeah, yuck, you know? and <laughs> I'll at least win one game, and they they played with no clutch ability whatsoever, yeah, oh mm-hmm, and the mysterious uh the mysterious um what am I saying? Yeah, the mysterious uh, offseason by the Mavericks where a lot of people were like, okay, why are they letting everybody go? Yeah. And, and yeah. picking up weird weird moves like Lamar Odom and stuff. And in the end, it's because there's a secret method to the madness and it's Darren Williams. It's Darren. there yeah, they have that secret plan going after D. Will, as they call him. The one question, though, is will D. Will make them better? Because with the Nets, he did not make the Nets better at all. Um, and uh, with Utah, it seemed like they never really were that great with him. He's a great point guard, but it seems like he doesn't make anybody better. That's, that's some, that's a question I'm bringing up. it's like, am I nuts? (laughs) Maybe, right? You're like, yeah, Joey, you're nuts.
1: Just uh, taking a look at something here. I didn't know that Mo Williams
0: um doesn't make that much. Oh, that's Mo Evans. Look at ya. No, I yeah, I mean Mo Williams is out there too somewhere, but he's a uh, Mo Evans, Mo Williams is kind of like a point guard shooting guard type. He's one of those type of guys. He's uh I don't like his shot selection. though. that's the one thing I don't like about him. He seems kind of bitchy to me. I could be wrong, but He's one of those guys, he's another one of those guys that doesn't really make anybody better, you know? That's kind of my complaint with him, but... uh, Yeah, it looked like you might might have been looking at Mo Evans, yeah. yeah. (laughs) 1.2 million seconds. Yeah, that's more. Evans. I don't think Mo Williams makes much either, but at the same time, he's... eh, He kind of bugs me. He's one of those guys. Like, to me, Jamal Crawford has opted out of his deal. He is a UFA, as we like to call him. Nick Young, who hit some clutch shots in that 27-point comeback for the Clippers, is also a UFA. Not sure he's somebody you really jump after, yeah. but because I mean, this team needs a Sam Mitchell, Terry Porter type. Yeah, I think we're going after uh, Gordon or Mayo first. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I would love to get uh, Mayo. Uh, as of right now, he's a restricted free agent. Not sure if Memphis is going to give him the qualifying offer or not it's either a qualifying offer 7.4 million for one year that's what they call the tender or a extension of a contract like a legit you know longer deal like Kevin Love got not sure that's gonna happen with OJ at this point because you would have think they would have offered him some type of long-term extension by yeah. now so he just might be out of there uh, though yeah when it's restricted you have to tender him uh, uh, if you're uh, you know obviously an outside team, it's one of those offer sheet deals.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would yeah. like railing, but um, not for the amount that he that he's gonna um, try to get.
0: Yeah, because I mean, he made ten million last year. I'm pretty pretty sure he's not gonna get that again. No. Like we're talking <laughs> six, five and a half. Oh, don't think that. Yeah, it could be. I mean. It's possible, but at the yeah. I mean, he's thirty six by now. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was born in seventy five, and I'm a, that big of a fan, folks. I just know the year people are born sometimes. <laughs> he's a year older than Garnett and and Marbury and all those guys. But um, he, yeah, he's thirty six, and he was he's kind of getting into the damaged goods department now. He's good, obviously, and we know it. But he's in a yeah. He's a little bit damaged, I think, at this point in his career. All kinds of free agents, though, man.
1: Yeah, I actually think we should, you know, offer Eric Gordon, you know, just to be, you know, a Max-type deal. Because that's the only
0: way we're going to pry him away from New Orleans.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're probably
0: looking, yeah, maybe $10 million, Yeah. $10 million, that's the only way. Four years. You have to do four, because if you give him five, Helen Love is going to say, you know what, oh, That's yeah. it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's the thing. They really made a mistake with that. I think they blew it doing that to him. Oh boy, I really hope the Wolves didn't didn't start like something with Kevin Love by doing that.
1: Actually, think I think they. Oh, I don't man. think it was that easy. I think they must they must have talked to him about it. I hope so. It must have been Ooh, something so. like you know, uh, uh, you know, well, if you know, if we're better than we are now after four
0: years, then we'll go ahead and give you the 5 Mm-hmm. You that know. could be. It's a player. Uh, the fourth year is a player option, so in a lot of ways, it could be a three-year deal. Kind of scary. That's the scary part. Where if, if he's really unhappy, we could be in trouble. Yeah, but I think if uh, you know Rubio doesn't get injured, his injury doesn't really his game that much. I, th- I yeah. think will I, I think after that, then we'll say, would, okay.
1: Now we'll give you the five. Uh-huh. If you want to stay here, we'll give you the five.
0: Yeah, because the good news is he doesn't seem unhappy. So yeah. that's the good part. He 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 does not give you that uh, impression.
1: Yeah, and if we get, say, uh, you know, Eric Gordon and Jerry Eric. Wallace, I don't think the wow. personalities, yeah. if we got OJ Mayo, I think they would kind of, well, if we got like a, a Westbrook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just with personality yeah. wise. Yeah. I think it would make Style. Love uncomfortable because I think Love is the type of type that wants to be the top dog. Yeah. I what? think he wants this to be his team. hmm. And if we get
0: like OJ, you know, a, uh, i
1: don't, I'm, not, I'm not too sure about Mayo. Yeah,
0: he's he's not in a position that he can really yeah. demand to be the star somewhere right now. I think we got Westbrook. He would be that yeah, way. That would yeah. Kind of mess things up. <laughs> mm-hmm. He'd be like Marbury. He definitely reminds me of Marbury.
1: Yeah, because if you know, if there's the last you know t- five seconds left and Westbrook jacks up a shot mm. and Kevin's wide open, I think Kevin Love's the type that will get mad and pout about it and mm-hmm. want to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it oh, happened too many times, he'll say, "I'm done with this." You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. He probably you yell your, too. I'm giving you your two, your two years notice. Ooh, you know, I think he's that type of guy because that last game, uh, not the last game that he played. Um, I, f- I forgot which game, but we lost and he just walked off the court. He oh, didn't say yeah. He didn't say anything to the teammates. He just walked off the court.
0: Oh yeah, that was the that was that heartbreaking. Uh, it was a double overtime like. Insane game against uh, Oklahoma, yeah, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that crazy game. He
1: shake Durant's hand, and he just walked off the court. So I, I definitely think that he's that type. If he gets his feelings hurt, mm-hmm. he's gone. It doesn't go over too well. Yeah, so I think if you get like a Ray Allen, Eric Gordon, he, Eric Gordon seemed like the uh, that type of personality. And uh, Wallace, mm-hmm. I think Wallace Wallace oh, will, will help in, in, uh enforce stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what Kevin Love says, or I don't think he'll try to. I don't think he'll try to um, become the the leader of the I don't know, I don't know about Gerald loss I think mm-hmm. he will but not in a way that it'll make Kevin Love too uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I hate the fact that I gotta you know you have to think oh we gotta make him really comfortable or so he'll leave you know because he's yeah. that kind that of kind a
0: guy Mhm. I would hope it doesn't turn into that. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, they're, they're, that's a good point you bring up with Gerald Wallace. See, I, I think yeah, he'd be the kind of leader like the Sam Mitchell type, where he's not trying to be top dog, but he is that veteran leader in the locker room yeah. that yeah. the Wolves do not have, because it's not Berea. You know, Berea yeah. wants wants to be that, <laughs> but it's just not him. I think Berea is a little bit too abrasive to be a, a team captain. You know, yeah, is that plus <laughs> you know.
1: is he... His numbers aren't showing any. He doesn't, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you're that type of guy and you're the point guard, yeah, you know, it's not going to go over well with the team because, you know, he's not going to pass on the ball because
0: he mm-hmm. thinks he's not doing anything. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's a bad situation. Yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's got some talent. But, I mean, again, like I said earlier in the year, he's good with the, uh, the underneath type stuff. But if he's jacking up shots, we're in we're dead. Like, his, yeah, his passing statistics were really high later in the year, but it's like, it's just kind of, as you call. the sun. Yeah, it's like when you called Boozer last year, empty stats. I remember, you called Mike, uh, Michael, you called, uh, yeah, you called Boozer. I <laughs> think you called Boozer that last year. Remember that? In, like, a early, like an early episode last year, I think it was yeah. the State of the Wolves, you said it's like empty stats with him. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it was kind of empty stats with J.J. Uh, Barea in April. Yeah, I
1: actually think uh, J., uh, Barea might be uh,
0: another guy who's traded. It's possible. I mean, granted, the one thing with him, it's like you could, or, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't They wouldn't mind the thought of it just because, you know, they need to make changes, sometimes addition by subtraction. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't hate Berea but I don't really, I'm not really on board with him either. But the one problem is his contract. has still got three years left, and yeah. it's he's, he's overpriced, and everybody knew it. Like they signed him because they wanted to get a, they wanted to get somebody with with a ring on their finger in the room. Yeah. And yeah, he is that. But I think it made him a little bit too, too big for his britches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it did a little bit, right?
1: I, I think someone would would take him. I, I definitely think someone would take him. But I think we'll probably get a bad contract in return. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, with, and the with type personality. <laughs> yeah. With, with Barea's personality, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want him on the team right now. Mm-hmm. I like. I think uh, uh Tolliver. Yeah. kind of a you know good locker room guy. Hmm. But Berea, I, I think he needs to go.
0: It's yeah. I mean, I I certainly wouldn't shed a tear if Berea was traded. I, I certainly wouldn't. I mean, Luke Ridenauer fits the role better than Berea. Yeah. It's hard to believe I'm saying that, but no, he, f- that was like a marriage in heaven with uh, Bure- uh What's his name, Luke and Adelman. It just seemed to work really good.
1: Yeah, and another thing with Berea too. I mean, if we try to get Eric Gordon, there's no minutes for Berea anyway, anyway, I mean, if you got you no know, Rubio and the Rittenour and Lee and and by looks of it, no Adelman likes Lee. For the looks of it, yeah. And so it doesn't leave much,
0: you know, many minutes for uh, Berea anyway.
1: Hmm. I mean, it'd be
0: a logjam. Yeah. It, it would. I mean, it's like there's too many point guards and power forwards on the roster, and small forward is iffy because, yeah, there's a lot of small forwards that they suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know the Webster Beasley, uh, what's his face? Oh, that guy. You know Wesley Johnson trio. You got those sucky guys play. You know that could play those positions, but um. Yeah, there's just too many undersized, you know, wannabe shooting guard, point guards like the Boreas and stuff. And, And Malcolm Lee is kind of a, he's a, it's like he's a point guard, but I don't see floor general in him. Honestly, when I saw him play, he seems too timid to be a floor general so far. I could be talking a little too, too out of place when I say that, but just my, the visual evidence tells me he's kind of, he's got a long way to go. But but he's, he's, he his defensive prowess, definitely, yeah, there's a spot for him in the league, I think, because of that. Maybe, maybe he can develop into, uh, like, a baby Crawford someday. I, I hope. Yeah. That's what I hope. He could be kind of a baby Crawford. Well, my biggest hope is a uh, baby Wade. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> baby Wade. <laughs> that'd be a hell of a draft pick, 37th <laughs> overall, turning into a baby Wade. That'd be pretty awesome. You got Grant Hill. There's your team leader. Oh, yeah. Just don't tell people that uh, their moves on the court are G-A-Y. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> he'll be like, oh, hey, not in my house. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to make fun of that commercial because it's like the most overplayed commercial ever. But, um. Batum's <laughs> another guy I like. Batum. Oh yeah, There's of course.
1: Another guy who, who had to offer max dudes who just uh, <laughs> you know. oh, not quite that much. Look at you.
0: Uh, uh, you think so? That high? Well, they'll I, max, yeah, I'm
1: thinking they'll pretty much match whatever until you know it's, it's too much.
0: Until it's like stupid, right? Yeah. Like like 11, 12 million? <laughs> yeah,
1: then I'll say all right, you can go ahead and take him.
0: Yeah, he's, I wonder what I, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of uh, iffy with him. He's good, but it seems like he's just not. I don't know if he's ever gonna really develop into something like super good. He's he's a little up and down for my liking. He he certainly has a, a physical talent. There's no doubt about yeah. it. He's you could say he's kind of right now a poor man's Wallace. Yeah, which is yeah. good, a, a good thing, but. Mm, maybe the highest I'd go is about what Wallace made, was 9.5. That'd be the absolute highest, I'm thinking, when you think of Batum. He's kind of a combo... He's a he's a swing man. There we go. That's basically what Batum is, isn't it? Yeah. Though so he's a, maybe a little bit long for shooting guard, but he kind of plays like one. <laughs> it's kind of about right, say, with him. You got Damian Wilkins out there. There you go. <laughs> no. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of guy, a lot of stiffs out there. <laughs> there's a lot of intriguing guys as well, of course. Gerald Wallace, oh man. I think he'd have a hard time turning down 9.5, but may- maybe, maybe because the Nets stink. Yeah. And it depends on where they're going. It depends on when he has to decide. I, I think, yeah, I'm sure he'd have to decide before, um, he would have to decide before free agency starts sometime in June, I think. On his yeah, player option,
1: I, I think he's probably talking to Darren, mm-hmm. and you know, just see what he's doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, because they're not getting Dwight, so that's the other thing. So they're not going to be good next year. Not going to be too good. Again, our both of our feelings of Dwight were probably well known by now. <laughs> the stupid man, we should call him. No, basically instead of Superman. I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of intriguing free agents out there. Um, we, You know, you look at centers like Chris Kamen. He's not a guy I would... Uh, he's too injury prone. He's underachieved. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think Pekovic. But Pekovic might turn into that, too. I'm afraid of that. Yeah, we, we just need hurt a, lot. A, a defensive
1: center to uh, uh, compliment uh, Love's lack of defense.
0: Yeah, we need it badly. And, you know, in the, the small forward position people would say, we'd like to believe that Wesley Johnson is a good defender, but his perimeter defense was pretty sucky. Yeah. He gave up so many threes. Oh. McGee would be great. McGee, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool. For restricted free agent. Um, depends on where Denver's standing with that. I, yeah. I think he's done okay, but but yeah, you know, Wesley Johnson, he gives up three-point shots about as much as the Twins pitching staff gives up home runs this year, and that's a lot, ladies and gentlemen. That's, uh, Horrendous. Like we're talking thousands, you know. <laughs> okay, that's a bit crazy, but you get the idea. We're really hitting the. <laughs> we're really hitting the free agent pool here. Uh, yeah, I just like your eyes pop out of your head. Yeah, it seemed. <laughs> it seemed to be no. The, re- the reason why his salary was <laughs> semi-high is because he was a R- he was the number two R- overall pick. R- so R- two, yeah. yeah, like rookie contracts. Go up to, like, about $5 million a year when you're in the top two or so. So that's the deal. The song, <laughs> the Sogna Jop, I have Jop, I guess. I have no idea why he got so much. Yeah. About $7 million, I His contract must have been long because. And he got a player option, too. That's funny. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> and it's like, I know this is just kind of random. I mean, it's partially because, you know, we're trying to be entertaining as well because we can be, right? We're, we're, we're trying, right? Wow. You look at that, I have no idea what the general manager, I don't know if it was Charlotte that signed him, because he's probably been traded a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, he's been on a lot of different teams. Mm-hmm. Based on Michael Jordan's personnel decision-making skills, I think he did sign talking to under that. Because not only is he making, did he make $7 million this year and potentially seven point four next year, it's not a team option, folks. It is a player option. Oh, he's taking it. You There's think, no doubt. You think he's taking it? Yeah. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, wow. the, the guy is the guy, and it has seemed to beat and the Sagna job have the same talent level, which is minimal, absolutely minimal, at best. Yeah, you know, Marcus Camby made uh, $12 million. $12 million, yep, yep. But he was here, thirteen actually, but he was pretty good. He was a pretty good player. Over the course of time, but I'm uh, not sure how far he is at this point in his career. So with that, if there's uh, if there's nothing to add with free agency, right at this no. point. So um, really, we just hope the Wolves do just do the best they can here. They can there's lots of options out there. We hope that we can lure somebody here. There's going to be changes. The team will be better next year. I gotta think, provided they all stay healthy. But yeah, especially we're making uh, changes. Yep. There's going to be a lot going on. We have options. We have salary cap space about eleven to fourteen million dollars, up to sixteen, I think, depending yeah. on how many people we get we get rid of. But amnesty. Uh, and amnesty, yep, yeah, that's probably going to happen. That's another five million plus coming off. You got uh, five point four with uh, Web, five point seven with Webster, and about five point five ish with Darko. So that'll free up a lot of space. And then, <clears throat> uh, well, speaking of players leaving. Brad Miller it's uh it's it's going to be a career for him. Uh he didn't really play much this year but lots of memories with him over the years with Chicago, Indiana, Sacramento. Um yeah, it, it's a long long run for him. Remember he was uh there was a lot going on with him versus the Wolves in the Sacramento series years ago in game 7. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Seven game series. Lots of history for Brad Miller. Um he had a tearful exit. Rick, Ricky, Rick, Rick Adelman, excuse me, nice enough to give him extended playing time in the season yeah. finale. That yeah. was very cool, wasn't it? It was. <coughs> and, of course, we know who Rick Adelman coached <laughs> when the Wolves did that seven-game series against Sacramento, and, of course, it was the Kings. So very strong ties between Adelman and Brad Miller over the years. So <coughs> anything you want to say about Brad on his way out? Yeah, we appreciate you having here. <laughs> yep, I mean that's about it, isn't it? I mean, it's been a it's been a nice career. Appreciate the competition over the years too, right? Yeah. I mean, good competition for the Wolves over the years and other things, but yeah, I mean, well, good luck to Brad Miller and the rest of his, uh, his 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 next career. We'll say who knows if he'll be a broadcaster or a coach. We'll see. But the guy definitely was a was a good player in the league. Uh, at times chippy because he's physical but hey, worthwhile NBA player and best of luck in your future. So with that if there's anything else you want to close with? No. So with that we are going to call it a show. It's been another fantastic effort. Good job tonight Marcus and Lee. Uh, <laughs> we're playing the review in the background here. You can maybe hear it a little bit but not, not really intended to be played like, but, or, uh, you know, proposed uh, perfect uh, sound effects or anything, but there he goes, and that's uh, real quick, we'll get to the contact details Timberwolves Explosion, which is available on the thesportstuff.com and iTunes please uh, please do join the message boards on the thesportstuff.com simply click on the button that says TSS boards, then click register and uh, there you go get your screen name Sign up on those message boards, talk with a lot of different basketball experts and fans and all that on there on the web page. Very fun indeed to get involved with something like that. Do get on there and start the conversation with the Rustys and PMAX of the world. They also do a show on thesportstuff.com called The Crossover, which covers the New Jersey Nets and New York Knicks. An awesome listen. Do highly recommend that show indeed. That's, of course, on iTunes if I didn't mention that already 20 times, but I apologize if I did. Uh, Don't forget about the Facebook page for Timberwolves Explosion. Simply look up Timberwolves Explosion on there. Click on the one that says Company, not Group. Then click Like. Also the Twitter account, twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. And twitter.com forward slash NBA Forecaster. That's Marcus the Forecaster's Twitter as well. Do uh, follow those if you could. Would be well well appreciated. There's also the call-in line, which is a voicemail which is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877, it is a voicemail, do leave, uh, do mention what show you're calling into, which is Timberwolves Explosion, uh, leave your questions, shout out, comment, whatever it is, and we'll play it on the air with us, it will be very cool, interact as well, so until next time, we're going to bid adieu, and, uh, Well, the next show will most likely be the State of the Timberwolves, which is every year the great classic. We'll talk about the draft when the time comes. That will all be on that show and deeper free agent conversation and an NBA final review and all that type of stuff. So until then, take care.